Welcome to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Bazira, Kit, Bria, and Flick. Last week, the party gathered information from the kobolds, did a bit of matchmaking, and were with nasty beer, and were summoned to Kashak <laughs> to give their decision on whether or not they want to participate in the trials of leadership. What will their decision be? Will Varn and Arix live happily ever after? Yes. Mm, let's find out. Hey, y'all. <laughs> hey. Hello. This whole episode is just going to be about Varn and Arix. Yes. No, I'm kidding. This whole episode is actually going to start where our last one ended, which is you all entering uh, Kashak's audience chamber and him saying that he has made his decision, but he wants to hear yours. Would you like to participate in the trials of leadership? You first. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, no, you. No, but really you. Um, so Flick will step forward. And uh, <laughs> he will. He's so he will, pleased. What'd you say? He's so pleased about it. Uh, so pleased. Mm. And uh, he will say, we would like to participate in the trials. Yes. He will he add. Sort of, Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. He will add, um, we came to this decision because uh, we feel that we've been led here for a purpose. We may not know what that purpose is specifically yet. Um, and all of us have our own specific goals. But we think that we've been led here for a reason. He nods and he says, uh, I would remind you that... These trials are an ancient and sacred tradition for my tribe and are not to be taken lightly. He says, I know the words were uh, spoken in the moment, but I will ask once more and allow a different answer if you so desire. But I would remind you that these trials are not to be tests of your own prowess. They are not to be... They are not games for you to learn about yourselves. This is the fate of my people. So I shall accept your answer, whatever it is. Would you like to participate in the trials? And he looks to you, Flick, just for confirmation or for a change of answer, but he wants it there. I will confirm my prior answer. Okay. And say, we don't take anything lightly. <laughs> We're the most serious people you've ever met. As we all giggle in the bathroom. Uh-huh. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so he nods and he says, it is as I expected, but it was important that I hear you say it and that I know that each of the four of you is on the same page about this. Because as I thought over my visions, my thoughts, what I have learned of you, what you have said to me, I have decided that I will not let you... No, I'm totally kidding that you can participate. <laughs> oh I was so Jerk. I was 100% expecting that. <laughs> Just because we've taken this decision so seriously. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, he yeah. says, uh, he says, I have decided that the signs that I have received point to your being involved in the future of the tribe by participating. Now, I want to be very clear. My visions do not show you prevailing. They don't show you failing either. 
Interesting. That I cannot see. The outcomes of the trials, the scale would never show me. But in some way, your participation alone will be important. What happens from there is a mystery to all of us. He says, you have two days to prepare. The opening ceremonies and your preparation ritual will begin in two days' time. Oryx and his friends will show you to the place that you must be. Do you have any questions? Otherwise, I will see you in two days' time, for I must spend time preparing as well. Um, When you say preparing, now, is this, like, reading some books doing some stretches he says, like <laughs> he says the preparation that i must do is uh, known only to those who lead the tribe should you be chosen okay. to lead the tribe part of what i teach you will be the proper procedure for preparing for the next set of trials mm-hmm. that will inevitably come but i mean like as participants in this trial is you know I know that the Thoughtful Three and Meepo have been studying and um, doing their own sorts of preparations. I'm just, you know, we're still a little, we get the, we get the fighting, we get the puzzles. It's like, should we unknown. level to three, would you say? Like, I think that's <laughs> uh, I had a similar question. He says <laughs> level to three. Um, he says each participant prepares in their own way. Gotcha. He says, it seems that you all have done your due diligence and have learned some about what the trials may hold for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the trials are designed to showcase and to measure the necessary traits for a leader. And gotcha. so any preparation that you do, uh, he sort of thinks for a minute and he says how to say it. He says, um, you will perform exactly as you are meant to perform, and any preparation that you do will ensure that that is the case. He says, I know this sounds a bit mystical, but I suppose the best way to put it is things are going to happen the way they are meant to happen for this tribe. And so if that means you are meant to prepare, you will. And if it means you're meant to eat, drink, and be merry for the next two days, then you will. Well, I mean, that sounds right up my alley, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's the most hippy-dippy I'm... answer I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, right? Life. Right? What will be, will be, man. Yeah, it's kind of gross, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. A little bit. Yeah, it's all right. All right. Well, that... Um, so, so he, that answers in that, that case... Yeah. Maybe well, we can to... matchmake for drinks. Oh, my God. And then he'll <laughs> yeah. also be distracted... Distraction, yes. Oh my god, was that's that your plan key. all along to distract Arix and Varn by matchmaking? Yes, no, I, I want mean, them to be happy. But not distracted. Yeah, happy and not win the trials. I see how it is. Uh huh. Uh huh. So he bows to you uh, and he you, says, What are you driving there's... at? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He bows to you all and he says, If there's nothing else, I will see you all in two days' time. Two days it is. So you all leave, and where where do you go? What do you what do you spend the next two days doing? Anything in particular? Um, I think Flick will definitely. I mean, thinking about the trials in general. I mean, intellectually, he's you know kind of run of the mill, like mediocre. But he's going to think about what spells to prepare, especially for the combat portion or the um, whatever the the first one is. And for the third one, I think he's just most of all going to pray to Denier to kind of show him the light and hope that that goes as far as it can. 
Sure, 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 sure. I just thought of a question we should have asked. <laughs> Great, what was it? Um, do the trials span over one day or many days, and are there chances to uh, rest in between? That's Great fine. So we'll say question. we'll say that you yeah we'll say that you uh, you ask that, and the trials uh, span three days. It's one trial per day. Ah, perfect. Great. Okay, so um, the two days pass. You all sort of prepare and meditate and do. Is there anything else in particular? I I want to um, to do a little bit more talking to the people, um, to the cobalts, to find out what they're really looking for, regardless of who it is, what they're looking for from their leader. Right. And and again, you sort of, you get very similar answers just without names attached, but, you know, a, a portion of the tribe wants, uh, feels that they've been sort of, uh, for lack of a better word, like oppressed by the strict, by the, like the strict rules about where their territory is and like all the things that that ancient treaty set up. Um, and they feel like, you know, they've bided their time long enough and it's time to expand. And the other part just sort of feel like the status quo is perfectly fine. Like they've been prospering. They've been relatively safe. There's no reason to rock the boat. Um, and they just sort of expect whoever their leader ends up being to uh, guide the tribe in, in that in that way, whichever way it is that they are partial to. Okay. Anything else? Um, I will spend a lot of my time just training Sure. Anything else, Kit? Um, anything? Yeah, I'd like to ask Hawks to point me in the direction of some of those books and maybe find out a little bit more about that intelligence portion that they don't think they need to prepare for. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So give me um give me an investigation check. Alrighty. Oh my god, what is wrong with me? Um let's see. Do-do-do-do. That is gonna be a six. <laughs> Shit. Excellent. I uh, so you aren't really able to. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might. There, you don't really find any particular information. It's just it, like the the written records of the kobolds are not awesome anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's you just. I mean, and you you know you only have a couple of days, and you're you're also still training with Arix during that time, yeah. and eating and sleeping, and so you just sort of aren't able to find find anything. First matter of business as the new leaders, we should fix this written system. <laughs> <laughs> That's optimistic. Mm-hmm. So the day arrives, and Arix, uh, sort of, he sh- the day before, he shows you where y- you need to go uh, for this opening ceremony thing that Kashak told you about. But um, he sort of tells you that he he won't be able to take you there um, because the participants in the trials. Uh, sort of have to have to stay separate uh, once the trials begin uh, and in that time leading up to it. So he, that night before, he sort of bids you all goodnight and sort of smiles and says, well, I um, I guess I'll see you on the other side. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. Bye, Bye buddy. You, you we too. Love you. Don't die. <laughs> you are. Oh, my God. <laughs> um. So the next day, you you sort of follow the path that he that he showed you, um, and you pass into this. Uh, it's sort of down a bunch of like lesser used tunnels that you really hadn't explored before now, uh, and you pass into uh, this sort of great arena. There are. It's clear that like 
there are stands or bleachers or, you know, whatever, cut into the stone in this enormous cavern sort of surrounding the central area. But the bleachers, the seating area is completely empty at the moment. And this sort of massive circular open space in the middle uh, is just uh, completely empty except for Kashak standing in the very center. And Dranks and his uh, team is already standing in the center uh, with Kashak. And they seem to be, uh, Dranks in particular seems to be quite animated speaking to Kashak, although this area is so large that you, you can't really hear him very clearly. Uh, but he seems to be engaged in some sort of a, well, to call it an argument is not quite right because it seems pretty one-sided. Kashak seems pretty passive about the whole thing. But um, So let me have perception checks from everybody as you approach. Oh my god. Ugh. Kit. Uh, I, I really just need to buy a second pair. Or that this is unacceptable. Um, but are we taking passive? Uh, I will take passive for this, sure. Great. So let me have... Uh, so Kit, what's yours? Uh, 13. Okay, great. Uh, Bizdira? 21. Mm, Bria? 14. And uh, Flick? 19. Okay, so Flick and Bizdira, you just sort of catch the tail end of the argument as you guys are approaching, and uh, you hear Kashak sort of very... You you really can't hear much of what Dranks was saying because he was clearly angry, but sort of like under his breath about it all, or or, or quietly. Um, But Kashak sort of uh, at a normal volume, very firmly, very calmly, but very firmly says, I want it understood, Dranks, that you are misinformed. I made decisions based on information I had, but I did not request for anyone to participate. And that is all that will be said. And Dranks is still pissed, but is not an idiot and understands that the conversation is over. So as you all walk up, the conversation sort of ends. Um, He's just jealous. (laughs) Kashak nods to each of you and says, we await our final team and we will be able to begin. And uh, there is sort of an uncomfortable, tense silence uh, as Dranks and uh, the three ladies with him just sort of stare you guys down. Um, do you say or do anything while you wait for the Thoughtful Three and Meepo? I'll wave. Hey, buddy. <laughs> hey. Ms. Deer will just put her mask down and kind of stare at Dranks a little bit. Oh, my. And, and Kit lets out a little growl, even though she's not a wolf right now. <laughs> 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 nice. I love it. I love it. So a few minutes later, the Thoughtful Three and Meepo uh, emerge and approach the center. And Arik sort of gives you guys a furtive little smile. Uh, but otherwise, like, they're pretty stone-faced and staring straight ahead at Kashak. And so the three groups are there. And Kashak sort of claps his hands to signal the beginning of the uh, ritual or the ceremony. And... Um, he looks at each group and just sort of appraises the 12 of you. And then he turns to Dranks's group and says, The four of you are entering this trial of your own free will and are choosing to work together as a team. And each of them in unison responds yes. And he says, And in the event that your team prevails, which of you shall be the leader of the Shimmerscale people? And Dranks steps forward and says... I, tribe leader. And then he steps back and Kashak nods. And then he turns, he turns to you all and sort of pauses for a moment and then turns to the thoughtful three in Meepo. 
and says the exact same thing again. The four of you are entering this trial of your own free will and are choosing to work together as a team. And they all respond in unison, yes. And then he asks the question again about which of them shall lead. And Hux steps forward. What? And says, I, tribe leader. Nice. Plot My mind is blown. (laughs) Uh, And she steps back. And then Kashak turns to you. And the whole ritual happens again. He asks you if, uh, in the same words, if you are willingly, um, if you are of your own free will choosing to enter the trials and work as a team. Yes. 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 And then he asks the question about which of you will lead should you prove victorious. Flick will step forward and say, <laughs> again, so happily. He's and give so a little thrilled. Bit and say, I, tribe leader. And he nods. And you can see that he's pleased that you sort of followed the forms um, after watching the other two groups do it. Bazira totally wanted to, like, jump forward and be like, me, psych! <laughs> oh, and, God. Yeah. And Thank you for back. forbearing. I, yeah, she she can hold herself back sometimes. Not always, mm. but sometimes. Uh-huh. Um, so Kashak claps his hands again. And from the far side, from the opposite side of where you all entered the arena, uh, a single kobold holding a large wooden chest uh, comes in through another door and slowly and stately uh, walks to the center and presents the box toward Kashak. And you can see that the symbol of the shimmer scale is in- inscribed on the lid of this box. Uh, and it's made from some dark, um, solid looking wood. And Kashak opens this wooden box and inside is a pile of medallions that are attached to little like leather thong necklaces. Mm-hmm. Um, and he takes four of them out and turns to Dranks and his group and bids them come forward. And he, they sort of line up and with Dranks in the lead. And he, Kashak, uh, one at a time, drapes the medals over each of their necks. And as he does, he sort of murmurs something that you can't quite hear. And you see the medallion glow ever so slightly and just for a brief moment and then settle back. And these medallions are are pretty plain. Um, They're made out of sort of a dull silvery metal um, and uh, also have a very simple likeness of the shimmer scale inscribed on them. But other than that, there's nothing sort of remarkable about them. But he drapes it over each of Dranks and his, his friend's necks one at a time, murmurs something, the medallion glows and then settles back. And they each step back after that process happens. He then turns towards the Thoughtful Three, repeats the same process so that each of them is wearing a medallion. And then he reaches in and gets four more. And you can see that there are even more of these medallions in that chest. Not a ton more, but there are, there are more. And looks to you all. I mean, I'll step forward. Yeah, we should step yeah. forward. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In what order? Well, I'm flip, first. Obviously. Okay, Flick and then? I'll go next. Okay, Bizdira, and then? I'll go. Bria, and then Kit in the rear, yeah? Mm-hmm. Great. So he comes up to each of you in turn and takes the medallion, and he sort of, you know, you all are kind of tall, and he didn't have to do this for anybody else, but he sort of has to reach up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he drapes the medallion over Flick's neck, and uh, even with him so close, it's hard for you to hear what he's saying. Um, you can give me a perception check, and you're each going to do this, so go ahead and you can all roll now, and I'll just ask you for your numbers in turn. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so Flick, we'll start with you. It's a 15. Okay. Um, even at this range, you really can't hear what he says, but you do notice that in whatever he's murmuring, he does say your name. Okay. Uh, but clearly he's not like expecting a response or actually addressing you directly. And uh, the medallion glows. And when it does, you sort of feel a little flash of energy sort of zip its way around your body. And then it disappears. The, the feeling disappears. Is it any sort of familiar? Um, Give me... Ugh, I got to check and see. Hold on. Oh, um, you uh, sort of... Uh, give me a religion check. Okay. Um, I crit fail, so I don't know. <laughs> oh, no, you no. have no idea what it was. No. Um, so next in line is Bizdira, and the same thing happens. Bizdira, what's your perception? Uh, does passive work? <laughs> sure. said <laughs> 12. Okay, so again, you, you, don't even, you don't even notice your name, but you feel the same thing. He drapes it over your neck, it glows, you feel a surge of energy sort of uh, wrap around your body, and then you don't feel anything anymore. Uh, Briathos, what was your perception? <laughs> okay, Briathos, what was your uh, perception? Uh, it was a four. <laughs> oh. So you're passive, so it was 13. Oh, yay, me. <laughs> uh, but you don't hear anything, including your own name. Uh, and you feel the same thing. And then Kit, what was your perception? Can I ask him what, huh? what it is? <laughs> Are you going to ask him in that moment? Yeah, it, uh, can I whisper to him, like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> He's for sure not going to answer you. Is yeah. he nice about it, or is he mean to... He just ignores the fact that you spoke. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> uh, Kit, what was your perception? Well, I rolled a natural 20, so Holy there shit. you go. That's... Go, girl. <laughs> so, so you hear very clearly that he is sort of intoning something. Um, you hear your name, but unfortunately you don't, uh, you don't recognize the language that he's speaking. It is similar to... Draconic, and you've been doing like night classes with uh, Bria. She's been teaching you guys the rudimentary basics of Draconic, and it sounds like it has similar roots to Draconic, but is not Draconic. It's it's like a I don't know, like old Draconic. Like it sounds like old Draconic might sound like old common old English, mm-hmm. uh, right? Like it it is a, is a variant on Draconic clearly, but that's about mm-hmm. all you can tell. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okie doke. Yeah. And so once you are all, once all 12 of you have the medallions, uh, you guys step back and uh, Kashak nods to the cobalt who brought the box in and he closes the lid very reverently and exits the arena. And um, then Kashak turns to each of you and says, the first trial will begin in four hours time. You will be shown to your chambers that you will remain in for the remainder of the trials. You may prepare yourselves physically and mentally in any way that you feel necessary. The first trial will be the trial of wits. And then he nods to you all, turns, and goes out through the same door that the box came in and out through. Three other kobolds come in from the door that you guys came in through. One goes to each of your groups and leads you out of the arena into... Uh, these small, pretty bare stone chambers that do have doors, so you're sort of, you're able to, like, shut and and be have some privacy in there. And that's where you wait for uh, the beginning of the trials. Is there anything that you guys want to discuss or do during those four hours specifically that we need to deal with? Um, I'll go ahead and relay to the team what I could hear Kashak saying, even though, obviously, it's not of much use, but I'm sure that they're curious. 
Yeah. Sure. Course. Give me a. Um, yeah, definitely. Give me. Give me an intelligence check to see how well you remember it. But since you got a natural twenty, you can roll with advantage. Okay. Uh, blah blah blah. And <laughs> and I got a natural twenty again. Yes. yes. Holy shit! All right, Make so you're able to beginning. pretty well reproduce. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. You're able to pretty well reproduce the sounds um, to to the group. And Bria, since you do speak Draconic, you recognize uh, some of the words, and and you can confirm that it is in fact sort of. It sounds it sounds like an archaic version of Draconic. But, you you know, you're sort of only able to pick out little bits of it. Um, and from what you're able to pick out, uh, you understand words like protection and uh, shield and death. No. Um, and that's sort of all you're able – like, the, that's the theme of whatever it was that he said. It wasn't a very long litany of stuff that he said, but those are sort of the words that you're able to pick out. That's kind of what I was thinking anyways with this, is my instinct with this is that it's – Something essentially to keep us from dying during the trials. I, I mean, I don't know. That's, I'm not going to lie. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's a possibility as well. <laughs> cool. So uh, four hours pass by and um, you are then collected by that same kobold that left you to this room. And as soon as the door opens, you can hear a sort of din, like a crowd noise. Uh, in the direction of the arena and you're taken to the arena and it is like a different place. It is, first of all, the stands are packed with kobolds. It seems like every kobold in the entire tribe must be here. Um, it is loud and it is busy and I mean, everything you can imagine, like some kobolds have sort of gone all out uh, and have sort of like, like have, you can see have little like, uh, signs and things like that, like supporting one group or the other and are cheering for their group and have made up <laughs> chants and things like that. And some are like clearly like much more serious about this whole thing and are sort of sitting quietly and, and looking very expectant. And it's really like, it's interesting to you all because it's such a diverse, uh, uh, there's such a diversity of reactions to this event. I'm imagining it's like a Quidditch game at Hogwarts. <laughs> exactly. Sort of. Exactly what I was yeah. The World it Cup. is very similar to that, and especially like the shape of the arena and the way that the stands are elevated. Um, but it's but they're definitely like there are definitely those people who are excited like at a Quidditch match. But but again, like I said, like there's also some people who just like are there because they want to be present at the selection of their next leader. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that's totally different is that in the center of the arena is this massive wooden structure that uh, sort of it's it's circular in shape. Um, and there's a great big door facing wall, but it's, I mean, it's huge. And it, it clearly was erected in those four hours very quickly, which is impressive. But it is, it is huge. And you guys are being led straight to it. And Kashak is standing out front of the doors. Um, and surprise, surprise, this door is carved with a shimmer scale. Uh, it's a set of double wooden doors. And the shimmer scale is sort of bisected straight down the middle by the, the seam in between the two doors. And all three of your of the teams, you guys and Dranks, and uh, I guess I should call them Hawks's group now. Yeah, um, are oh, approaching. I guess you can if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so you get up there, and uh, Kashak looks to each of you and says, uh, "So begins the trial of wit. The order of turns will be established by random chance." 
and he nods, and each of the three kobolds who uh, escorted you guys to and from the arena step forward, and uh, they hold out their open hands, and Kashak uh, holds up in his hand three stones that are of different colors. There's a red stone, a blue stone, and a yellow stone. And he says, whichever team draws the blue stone shall compete first, the red stone second, the yellow third. And the three kobolds, uh, your three sort of escort kobolds, turn their backs to you all and put their hands sort of in the middle of a huddle. And Kashak, without you all being able to see, Kashak places a stone in each of their hands. Uh, And so they turn around and hold their hands out in front of them. And they uh, just sort of stand there. And uh, Hawks and Dranks both immediately turn to look at uh, Flick. And Flick, are you doing anything? Uh, no. <laughs> okay, so, uh, so they both sort of turn to look at you, like, expectantly. And then, and I have to find out which one of them reacts first, so hold on. Okay, so uh, they both sort of beeline forward towards the kobolds and Dranks gets there ahead of Hawks and taps one of the kobolds on the shoulder and he oh, man, turns I his run hand now. over <laughs> he turns his hand over and opens uh, his hand and let's see what color was in there I hope we get yellow uh, so that one is the yellow one. No! So Dranks' team will compete no! last. Hawks is just about a second behind and taps one of the other ones. Um, and this one opens his hand. <laughs> and it's the red one. No. Oh, fuck us. <laughs> really? So, no, 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 no. This is good. This is good. Everybody has to do... Uh, everybody has to be compared to us. I don't know. I'm trying to spin this... <laughs> Has to be compared. Uh, uh. um, okay, so there's yeah. one. There's one cobalt left, and he still has his hand outstretched uh, in a fist, palm down, holding the remaining stone. And, so I, uh, everyone is sort of staring at Flick at this point, like, dude. So like, obviously, a little bit panicked. I will calmly walk up <laughs> to the cobalt. A little panicked. Slowly. I will calmly. <laughs> well, a little obviously, like a little like miffed that he didn't think to run because he doesn't know what to do. Oh. Right. But he will calmly walk up to the cobalt and mm-hmm. take the red stone, the blue stone, excuse me, the blue stone. Well, and- it's still in his fist. We know like, the stone can- is still in his fist. Us. Like he hasn't, he, no, but I'm saying he hasn't revealed the stone. So you have oh. to tap him on the shoulder first. N- well, Kit's, Kit says under her breath. I'm trying to make this dramatic. <laughs> so, of course you are. Kit doesn't believe Fine. in dramatics. <laughs> Fine, I'll tap him what on the shoulder. She turns into a wolf. I know. I was gonna say total <laughs> lie. And and this poor this poor kobold, like when you didn't immediately go up after the other two and like tap him on the shoulder, like he was beginning to look a little panicked. And he like heaves a big old sigh of relief and then sort of catches himself and turns his palm over and reveals the blue stone. Did the other two take the stone? No, they didn't. They're still in their hands. And so as soon as this sent, are you doing anything else? Well, yeah. Okay. I'm gonna. Take the red, the blue stone, okay, and I'm and I'm gonna raise it above my head <laughs> in triumph. Um, and, and that cobalt that you took it from, like his eyes get huge. <laughs> oh god! And he like he sort of walks up to you and like tries to like grab your hand, sort of halting, and then he thinks of, and he's he just please please give it back, please please give it back now. Does the crowd do anything? 
they gasp they, and they like cheer? there's a murmur no <laughs> oh when did okay they gasp and there's Madeira. like a concerned murmur <laughs> I'm trying yeah, to right? be a leader. Okay, well, then I give it back to him once I realize I've gotten the reaction that I didn't want from the crowd. And uh, um, I'll, give it, I'll give it back there's to a him. Lone, there's a lone kobold. Uh, like, you give it back to him. And a lone kobold in the crowd. Like, everything quiets down. And then you hear one kobold in the crowd go, <laughs> I was hoping for a slow clap, like a... I was hoping for the, you know, in Alice in Wonderland when uh, they're like, the queen, and then they go, and the king, and that one goes, hooray! <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wanted. <laughs> um, so none of that happens, but one kobold does laugh. Clearly, well, clearly nothing. Anyway, um, so the three kobolds return the stone, the one with the blue and a little shakily, return the stones to Kashak, who, uh, who pockets the stones. Does he look pissed? And no, he he looks completely calm and like like nothing has sort of ruffled him at all throughout any of this. Good. Um so he nods and uh the other two groups, Hox's group and Dranks's group are sort of taken to the sides of the arena but not taken out of the arena. Um and Kashak nods to you all and uh turns and with quite a bit of effort pushes open these enormous uh, wooden doors and you see a hallway beyond that about 20 feet down sort of opens into a into a big space that you can see that you can't see very clearly uh, and he just sort of nods to you all and begins to walk down I'm that nauseous. hallway alright <laughs> I turn to my, my friends and I say let's go and I start right after him uh, Bazdira just like immediately starts walking yeah I'll confidently follow or pretend to be confident <laughs> Right. Into the hall. You're give it's me a, time a to go. Deception check, Bria. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, into the hall. I like it. And yes. Kit follows. Excellent. Um, so you all go in. The doors are shut behind you uh, quite dramatically. So there's your dramatics. Of course. Um, <laughs> thank you. God, that's all I've been wanting this entire time. <laughs> and you get to the center. And what you see in. The, so this structure is enormous. And you get into the center of this structure and you see another sort of circular chamber. Um, and around the walls of this chamber are seven doors. And as you look to the doors and look, you can see that there is a different creature carved on each door. And let me have nature rolls from everybody. Ooh, yay. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Um, so let's have it from... <laughs> yeah, you are. Except let's have it from Flick that. first. 13. Okay, Kit. Uh, I, I got an 11. Okay, uh, Bria? That is once again a four. Oh, Lord. And Bizdira? I want to preface this by saying I have a negative one in intelligence, <laughs> so a negative Please one in nature, and uh-huh. I rolled, I got an 18. Oh, oh yeah. nice. Okay. So, <laughs> mostly Bizdira, but, like, all of you are able to contribute, like, one of the answers. I'm not. That, like, um, you all are able to identify the seven creatures that are... Uh, depicted on these doors. One of them is an axe beak, which is a strange sort of flightless bird um, that, well, its its beak is shaped like an axe, and they're generally quite um, quite aggressive. One of them is uh, a strange sort of dog, and you all look at it and, and you know, think, oh, it's a dog, but Bizdira is able to correctly identify it specifically as a blink dog. It's a special type of uh, extra planar dog that you all had on Faerun that uh, is able to shift 
in between the material plane and the astral plane. Uh, there is a crocodile, which even uh, Bria is able to identify. Um, there is a, a dire wolf, an elephant, a fire beetle, and a goat. And Kashak sort of gives you a moment to look around, and he begins to speak. And he says, The trial of wit begins now. You must open these doors in the correct order. I will give you a series of instructions to assist you in determining the order that the doors must be opened. Beware, an incorrect choice may be dangerous. Are you ready for the rules? Yes. Yes. He says, The door with the blink dog must be opened second or fifth. He pauses for a moment, and then he says, Exactly two totems must be opened between the opening of the crocodile and the blink dog. And he pauses again. The axe beak must be opened immediately before or immediately after the blink dog. He pauses. The crocodile is opened earlier than the fire beetle or the goat, but not both. He pauses. If the fire beetle is opened before the goat, then the elephant must be opened fourth. However, if the fire beetle is opened after the goat, the elephant must be opened last. He pauses. And then he says, and finally, the dire wolf must be opened first. And he says that, he nods, and he sort of walks back down the hallway that he came, uh, that you guys came through and out those front doors, and they are sealed with a boom again. And you are left alone to complete the trial of wit. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So, obviously, the dire wolf first, yeah. stating the obvious here. Mm-hmm. If we do the blink dog second, we have to do the axe beak. Oh. In- I forgot to mention that as soon as Kashak finished the last rule and nodded to you all, he reached into his cloak and pulled out a large sort of hourglass timer, sand timer thing and turned it over oh, and great. left it in the center of this uh, this circular chamber. And then he left. Thanks for making me nauseous again. Yep, you're welcome. <laughs> oh, it looks like you've got a, a reasonable chunk of time. Like, it's not like you've got like a minute. Um, yeah. Yeah, Flick throws up a but little bit. You in are his mouth. you are on a timer. <laughs> hmm. Oh dear. All right. Okay. Um. So okay, first, if we go the route that the blink dog is second, uh-huh. the axe beak has to be immediately after, after that. Mm-hmm. It can't be yeah. before yeah. because the dire wolf is first. Right. So we've got one, two, three: dire wolf, blink, and axe, and then. Um, and that means that the. Uh, the croc, well, so the second rule that means the crocodile, uh, and yeah, the crocodile has to be fifth because there are two in between the blank wolf and the crocodile. That's yes, that's correct. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so, uh, what about isn't can't the fire beetle be open if it's open before the goat and the elephant, then it can be fourth, right? What? It could uh, be because if the fire beetle is opened for wait, which one I didn't wait, but have it's that a conditional down. rule. So right, uh, that when means is the elephant, the elephant last? Elephant hmm. is last if the fire beetle is after the goat. Okay, so goat should be fourth. So uh, wait, hold on one second. F slash G. Uh, 
And the note that I have for the fire beetle is, if open before goat, then elephant is open fourth or open last. No, that's wrong. No. If right. fire beetle <laughs> is... <laughs> if the fire sorry, beetle... that was funny. <laughs> we're, if the fire we're literally beetle like, is no, sorry. The goat, then the, the elephant, elephant has to be fourth. Correct. Which means that it has to be. That means that the goat has to go before the fire beetle because if in this in this configuration, because if the yes. fire beetle goes fourth is before the goat, then it has to be uh, fourth. Right. So, so the, the sand goat... timer at this point is about halfway empty. Ah! Great. So I think I have it, guys. Will you check me on this? I think I have it. Okay. Will you check this order on me? Mm-hmm. Direwolf, Blink Dog, Axebeak, Goat, Croc, yeah. Fire Beetle, Elephant. That's what I have, too, in this configuration. I don't know if it's worth it to try with the Blink Dog and the... Uh, uh, with the blink, blink dog in the fifth, because if because this uh, satisfies all of the rules, so I so I kind of feel like mm-hmm. that would mean that if we put the blink dog fifth, we would want to prove that one of the rules is broken if we do that, or we just go with this and say sure, all the rules sure, are sure, satisfied, sure. so let's do it. Right. Um, uh, I don't know. Should we just? I, mm, my notes are. I think wrong, we should so just I'm do it. My instinct is to do it as well, but I totally get the instinct to double check. Yeah, hold on. I'm checking. Uh, da, 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 da. That means... We don't have that much time. I know. Um, uh, Flick, do you want to go stand at the dire wolf door? I will do it. Can this? I just... Well, that's definite, so I'll just go ahead and open that. Uh, okay. Oh. So yeah. Flick goes over um, and opens the dire wolf door, uh, and behind it... That's right. Uh, there is... Uh, nothing, actually, but that's, considering he said a wrong choice would be dangerous, that's probably good. That's the best option that we have. And you do hear, you do hear a bit of shuffling behind all of the other doors after you open that one. Amazing. Guys, I just checked it. Um, if we put B in five, then it breaks one of the rules, so we're good. Great. There is very little sand left. All right. Okay, great. So So I will go blink dog. I'll get ready. Okay, who's going to it? I'll go to the goat. Which one's after the goat? Uh, the crocodile. crocodile. So Flick is. Okay, I'll, so I'll go you guys. To the crocodile. Okay, so uh, who? So Flick is at the blink dog. Is that what opens next? Yes. Yes. Okay, who's next? I'm doing the axe bear. Who's axe beak? Axe yeah. Beak, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Who's next? Kit's doing the goat. And next. Uh, I'm doing the crocodile, right? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So you've got the crocodile. Okay. There is the tiniest bit of sand left so tell me what's happening and then i immediately am going to the fire beetle and i'll do the elephant right after okay i need both of you to make me uh constitution checks as you race to these doors i'm gonna use my point of inspiration for this okay i I will as well okay Uh, let's have flicks Uh, sorry who's doing the who's tell me what you're doing again which one are you doing the fire beetle Okay, and you're doing the... Which one, Bria? I'm doing the elephant last. Okay, you're doing the elephant last. Okay, so Flick, what did you get? Um, I got a 13. Okay, so you hoof it over there, and you're able to open it, and then Bria, what did you get? I got a 19. Okay, so it is a photo finish 
but each of you in that order opens the doors and sees nothing behind each door. And every time a door is opened, you hear some sort of very quick shuffling behind each of the doors before you manage to open the next door. And uh, Bria, when you open the um, goat, no, I'm sorry, the elephant door, uh, you see that that door leads out of this wooden structure. You see there's a hallway just like the one you came down that leads out into the arena. And I say, uh, let's race up very quickly and then act really nonchalant. (laughs) <laughs> like we'll do just that as he's like sweating yes yeah, sweating, yeah. panting yeah i would like to also high five flick for that feat we'll do and i'll wink he <laughs> yeah uh uh flick is feeling pretty winded after that last run he'll wink and sweat will get in his eye <laughs> and then he swallows <laughs> a blade of grass like to- <laughs> <laughs> oh the temptation to make you do something to maybe crit fail is great but i won't i, I know <laughs> um so you guys like race down and then act all nonchalant and you step out and there's a there's a good chunk of kobolds that burst into cheers yes. when you all come out nice. um and that is where we're going to leave it this week <laughs> da, 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 da. thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the last refuge be sure to listen next week to find out how the other two teams fare on the trial of wit and to find out what trial comes next if you enjoyed your listening experience it would be terrific if you could leave us a review on itunes stitcher google play or wherever you download your podcast from the more five star ratings and reviews we get the better our placement on those sites and the better our placement the more people that we get to be a part of the last refuge family this week's five star review is from jashabelle and guys it is it is a piece of work like in a good way um I'm so excited. okay yeah here we go so Jashabel says, quote, So full disclosure, I have never played D&D. Oh, oh my god, I love this upcoming parenthetical. It might be my favorite part of the review. Parentheses. Cue the footage of me walking down cobblestone streets like Cersei as you all scream shame. Shame. <laughs> Close parentheses. Shame. <laughs> Despite that, I am somehow hooked deeply into this adventure DM Jazzy Hands and his comrades have created slash are exploring. I truly expected to hate this. Thanks for the vote of confidence, Jashabelle. <laughs> Shame! But, a- <laughs> but after binging the first few episodes, I think I can break the success down into a few key points. So settle in. I'm so that, that's me to saying learn. settle in. Here we go. One, the storytelling is deeply compelling. As a fan of live theater, it is exciting to listen to four characters and a DM be completely present in the moment as they explore a deeply nuanced world with literal life-or-death stakes. Yes, because if your character dies, you die too. Obviously. Um, That was me. Because, yeah, didn't you know? Jashabelle said it's literal life-or-death stakes. I also have to say, like, Jashabelle, I I am very grateful for this review, as much as we're ribbing you about this. Um... Number two, the relationship amongst players is fun to get a glimpse of. Empathy and fraternity are in high demand. I actually really love this. Empathy and fraternity are in high demand these days, and these players demonstrate just that in the moments in between the story beats. Number three, yeah, right? Number three, DM Jazzy... Here we go. DM Jazzy Hands has a genuinely melodic and soothing voice that seems to have been born for a podcast. Blah, 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 blah. (laughs) (laughs) He is great at weaving a story without trying too hard, and the intricacies of that weave are present in everything he says. He's whip-smart and occasionally sassy. Okay, but actually, if you're just saying occasionally, I clearly have to step up my game. Literally. I was like, occasionally. You were too sassy. (laughs) 
for words most of the time. Yeah. And let's be real, I'm a huge fan of the occasional musical theater references. Huzzah. <laughs> Thanks for making my commute a lot more fun. I cannot wait to see, parentheses, here. The images are so clear, it feels like the same thing. Close parentheses. What happens next? Who knows? I may even have to play the game after this. Yes, do it. Yes. Join us. <laughs> Please. One Thank you, Jashabelle. I think that us. you perhaps are our... F- <laughs> creepy. <laughs> I think you may perhaps be our first super fan. Yay. Oh. I'm so excited. <laughs> can she be Oryx? <laughs> we'll see. Remember, you can reach out to us on Twitter at DND Last Refuge. That's at D, the letter N, D, Last Refuge. Or you can email us at dndlastrefuge at gmail.com. We also have a website with character and player bios and other cool stuff. That address is www.dndlastrefuge.com. As always, I want to thank Robert Hupf, my story consultant for this campaign, and all of you for listening. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Vizdira, Kit, Priya, and Flick. Happy gaming, y'all! <laughs> <laughs>